Welcome to the Show Up Society podcast, where I talk about showing up for your goals one tiny step at a time. I'll help you break down your big fat dreams into tiny bite-sized pieces that are totally doable as long as you just keep showing up. I talk about anything from running to creativity, to mindset, to small business, to whatever else comes up. You'll see how just showing up for yourself every day in the tiniest way can make a huge impact and change your life. I'm your host, Tammy Bennett, artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hello, friend. Welcome to episode 93 of the Show Up Society podcast. Today is going to be a little bit of a tough one for me because I just dropped off my oldest child at college 3,000 miles away. And I just wanted to talk about that experience a little bit because I had this really vivid moment afterwards that I think is really important to talk about. And I guess I could give you a heads up and just title this story, uh, Diving Into Discomfort or going headlong into possible pain. How does that sound for an intro? So before I get started talking about um, the drop-off and the moment that I had, I just wanted to say thank you so much. There were so many people that reached out to me over DM and text and email and all kinds of messages from all over the place with love and support. Um, The messages came from people that don't have kids. The messages came from people that have already dropped their kids off at college and that have lived to tell the tale. Uh, I got messages from people that are about to drop their kids off to college and and all the things in between. And it was just so nice to feel that love and support coming from people all over the world. So thank you so much if you are one of those that sent me a really sweet message. It really did help. Okay, so if you are new to my podcast or new to me, my son Jack, my firstborn child, um, is going to run cross country and track for Columbia University in New York City. And me and my husband and my daughters and our doggies live in Portland, Oregon. So, you know, there's about a 3,000 mile uh, distance between the two. Um, But anyway, we went to New Jersey. We dropped off Jack to have a week-long camp with his team. They get to know each other. They get to bond and run together, train together. So we sort of had like a miniature uh, drop-off that day. And that was actually the last day that the girls got to see him before he left for college because they had to leave while he was at that camp to come back to Oregon to start their high school. So I have a freshman in high school and she had to, you know, couldn't miss her first day of orientation. So that was the first kind of um, foreshadowing of the sadness experiment. Um, yeah, when he had to tell his sisters uh, goodbye for now and uh, the hugs were really sweet and he comforted them and it was just a nice moment. Um, Okay, so then he came back from his week-long trip with his team. We met on campus, and we actually got to move him in a day early because everybody on the cross-country team was allowed to move in a day early. So that was kind of special. And there was hardly anybody on campus, just some athletes. I think a couple other athletic teams were allowed to move in early also. But it was really comforting for Chris and I to see Jack walking around campus and running into his teammates. I think there were 26 guys that went on this trip uh, uh, on his team. 
So, uh, yeah, you know, we would round a corner or go into the elevator and he would see another one of his uh, teammates. And so that just made us feel really good that he has this built in kind of friendship circle already. Um, Man, that really put us at ease. And so we helped move him in. It was this super fast thing. We got unpacked. I mean, we did it all. Gosh, I don't know, like 30 minutes or less. And um, then we got to have a really nice dinner. And then we said goodbye for the night. But it was sort of anticlimactic because the next day was a convocation ceremony and we were going to see him uh, during the day. So, you know, we got him moved in. And oh, oh, the funny thing about this, too, is we had dinner and then we just dropped him off at the edge of campus and just said, like, all right, you know, have a good first night in your dorm. And um, I wanted so badly to walk him to his dorm. And I didn't. And uh, anyway, but it was, you know, all these kind of like teases of like, okay, is this going to be the moment where you cry? Is this the moment where you let go and, and you feel the grief? But at this point, it was still exciting. And we still had this knowledge that we were going to see him the next day. So um, anyway, he went for a long run with his team in Central Park. So that was super cool. 14 miles around Central Park. That's where they're going to do a lot of their runs. And I think that's just such a cool thing. Um, And so then after that, we met him. We had a nice lunch. We went to the bookstore. We bought lots of gear, as proud families do. And then we were sort of just kind of roaming around campus, figuring out what we were going to do. And I was going to go up to the dorm with him to take like, you know, the picture of the kid in the dorm. And then he happened to see a kid that he knows from his high school. And so he went over to talk to him. And next thing I knew, they just like walked away and they were like talking and laughing and they just walked away. And it was like he forgot that I was even going to come up to his room. And so um, I but zero percent of me felt sad about that. I was like, oh, right. Like he's so into this experience. He's so into finding friends, meeting friends, hanging out with new people, hanging out with, you know, a couple people that he already knew, and just being in the moment of the experience and walking around and showing his dorm to other people and stuff. So I just took that as a really good sign. Um, And then he ended up texting us, you know, 20 minutes later or something and said, okay, if you want to come see the room, you can. And I figured that I would just let him have that I felt like he kind of did that out of obligation. I didn't want him to feel weighed down. And so I just said that we would meet him before the convocation ceremony. So Chris and I took that opportunity to walk around a little bit. We had a nice little date with appetizers and um, yeah, just kind of hung out and just, you know, kind of ask each other, like, how are we going to do this tonight? Because, you know, that night was going to be the last night I got to see Jack before I flew home. And uh, I was just telling him, I just don't want to cry in front of Jack. I just want to make it to off campus and then I can let my tears out. But I didn't want Jack to feel sad for me. He He's a really sensitive, sweet kid and he doesn't want to see people upset. And I didn't want him to have to spend energy comforting me and trying to appease me. I wanted him to be living in the moment of the excitement and the experience and not have to worry about poor old sad mom. So I was like, just please just let me hold on the tears till we leave campus so he can have his happiness. I can be happy for him and then I can have my grieving moments. Um, So anyway, so we went to the convocation. It was kind of long, but it was beautiful out. We got the best weather. It was gorgeous outside. The campus was lit up and decorated so beautifully. They had volunteer uh, like orientation leaders that just poured so much energy and heart and soul into welcoming these freshmen. And I felt so grateful for them for making all of these freshmen feel special. 
And so then it came time to give the goodnight hugs. And he was sort of in a hurry because they had to meet with their small group, like orientation groups. Um, but anyway, he, we, we gave the hug and a couple little tears leaked out and I was fighting it so hard. I was fighting it so hard. And then I just laughed at myself and I, you know, I told him, I'm like, man, my whole goal was to make it off campus before I gave the tears. I said, but these, I don't want you to feel sad for me. These are just uh, the, the tears of beauty of knowing that you've had a beautiful time. And it's actually funny because when Jack was little, when he was young, he used to cry at the end of every vacation because we had so much fun. And we used to say, that's great. Those tears are a good, good sign that meant that we had an amazing time together on this vacation. So what a wonderful thing to have loved it so much that it makes you cry when you leave. And that's exactly how I felt. Um, I'm going to try not to cry through this podcast, but I might have to edit out some some little tears here and there because I haven't let loose completely yet. Um, but anyway, I told him, I'm like, you know, this is, these are the kind of tears that mean that you've, man, you've had a great run and you're so happy that you had it. And, and he understood. He was so good. He was so patient. We got a little video for my one second a day video. We got some pictures and then we walked away and I hauled ass. I'm telling you, I was like a sprint walker. I was race walking the hell out of there, like weaving through people. Just get me the fuck out of here before I break down in like sobbing hysterics, right? And Chris was just kind of behind me, like didn't know if he should run after me and comfort me. He probably wanted to stay and, you know, look back at Jack. I couldn't, I could not look back. I just, I knew I would lose my shit if I looked back and saw him standing there. Oh my gosh, I can't even think about it. So um, we got to the edge of campus and we had to call an Uber. So we were waiting for an Uber. And P.S., let me also tell you that we, um, they asked us to wear masks. So let me just tell you, it is really gross to cry when you have on a cloth face mask. It's just gross. And I had tissues, but I used them all. And um, yeah, so just, you know, if you are going to cry sometime, figure out some kind of situation where maybe you stuff tissues into your mask. I don't know, but it was gross. So anyway, we're waiting on the edge of campus for our, our Uber, which seemed like it took forever. And I see all these moms and dads leaving and none of them are crying. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you people? What the hell is wrong with you people that you just left your child and you're not crying? And I was so desperately looking around to find somebody else that was crying or even had a few tears, you know, so I had like, Chris was giving me like the biggest, tightest hug and I was burying my chest into him just like, please don't let all the people see me slobbering around crying and please show me somebody else with tears. And finally, I saw this other mom and dad and and they're son and they just did the biggest group hug. And then the mom uh, looked at him and just said, I love you. And then she turned around and she hauled ass across the street. And I could tell that she was crying. And I was like, I really wanted to yell out to her across the street. Thank you. I seriously, I feel like I have a tiny tinge of regret that I didn't yell out. Thank you. Because I just felt this connection to her, like for the fast walking and the crying. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
So we get in the car and I'm like sniffing like that kind of like kind of noise crying is starting to come out. And I'm like, and poor Chris, because he's like, okay, this Uber guy, if he doesn't realize that he just picked us up from the edge of a college campus, then he's going to think that me and Chris are fighting. And then it was, you know, who knows what they think. But I was like, okay, I don't want this Uber driver to think that Chris and I are in a fight or that he's like a mean boyfriend or husband or whatever. And um, so I was trying so hard not to cry. And I let the I rolled the windows down. And I just kind of let the wind and the noise and the smells of the city just wash over me and just kind of tried to lose myself in it a little bit and give into it a little bit. And it was during this time that I had this really big thought that I want to talk about right now. There was this really brief flash of a moment where I felt like I need to tell all the women in the world to not have children because it is so painful to be in this moment where you walk away from leaving them on campus that that surely nobody can survive this. And I just felt like it was my public service duty to just tell people like, don't have kids because it is going to hurt so bad. And I'm just going to interject a little bit here and say that I have a lot of people in my life who have lost children and I do not even begin to compare my tiny grief of dropping off a kid at college to somebody that has actually lost a child. So I am very aware of that loss. I cannot even begin to imagine or fathom the depth of that pain. So this is just more of like a lighthearted grief. And I just I did just want to point that out because I am very well aware that that this tiny sadness that I'm feeling is not even in the same universe as that kind of pain. Um but so in that moment, I just thought, like, why Why did we ever have kids? Why do we have kids? Because this hurts so bad. It felt like I got shot in the stomach, in the gut with a cannonball, and somebody tried to fill it up with cement. And I just felt so heavy and and also empty, like devoid uh, of feelings and uh, so yeah, in that moment, I just thought, and then that reminded me of times where I have stood on the starting line to several really important races in my life. And I have actually cried a couple of times on the starting line, just over overcome with emotions and feeling like, why did I ever choose this sport? This is just barbaric to put ourselves through this kind of pain, this kind of discomfort, this fear. And it just reminded me so much of it. Like, why do I put myself in these situations that I know could end up in heartbreak? They could end up in pain. And then it just reminded me of so, several of my clients who have who who come to me asking for help to put themselves out there in the world to be in relationships because they're so scared of it hurting or people wanting to find new jobs but are so scared to put their application in in case they don't get hired or people that are artists and creatives and they want to get their work out into the world but they're so scared of the pain that could be caused by rejection um, that they are are scared to dive in. And so this whole moment just made me realize, are you fucking kidding me? Of course, of course, we're going to have children and then give them away to the world. Of course, we are going to put our artwork and our creativity and our beauty out there and be damned if it gets rejected. But we're going to do the things that we love. We're going to that's what this life is so about, my friend. This life is about us living fully, fully. That means 
all the good and all the hard. And there is something I look back at so many times in my life where I came up to an obstacle or a place where there was a potential for pain or sadness or grief or loss or any of those things in that category. And I just put my chin down. It was like I was walking into a really stiff wind and I just went headstrong into it because I knew that on the other side and even through, there were going to be moments that were so freaking beautiful, that it would be a tragedy to miss them out of being afraid of the the sad parts. And so I just thought back on all these times in my life, the, the races that I've run, the conversations that I've had, the three beautiful children that Chris and I have created, my relationship with Chris, so many things. I mean, I could go on for days about all the times that I have just really like full blast gone straight into the pain and the discomfort or the possibility of those things. And I am so, so thankful to myself for putting myself in these situations because my life is so rich. It is so deep. The the colors are so varied of my experiences that I wouldn't give one single moment of the joy that I've had with Jack. I wouldn't give any of them away even though this moment in the taxi hurt like hell. And I just, I want, I, I this is like a rallying cry for you if you are listening to please don't let the fear of pain or discomfort or grief or sadness or rejection, whatever those things are that you're scared of, don't let it keep you small. Don't let it keep you from experiencing the absolute beauty of being a human. Please don't. Please know that it could hurt you. Know that it could feel really bad for a brief moment. But then know that you're going to spend a lot of other time after you get over that that brief period of time where you feel terrible. You're going to have so many more moments where you are living in the beauty of life. And, you know, so after that car ride, I kind of snapped myself out of it. And I'm like, of course, of course I had kids because, you know, I thought of thousands, thousands of moments of absolute, pure, unadulterated joy with my kids that I would never give up for one second. I thought of the amazing races and accomplishments that I've had in the running world in my life because I stepped on the line and just put my face right into the lion's mouth and said, this can hurt, but fucking hell, it's going to be amazing on the other side of it. And this is going to be such a good story to tell. And all the things that I did to lead me up to this moment have been so beautiful. And I just spent the rest of the car ride with the wind, you know, drying my tears and the sounds of the city uh, kind of comforting me and knowing, man, my son gets to experience this. He gets to meet people from countries all over the world who speak different languages and look totally different from him. And he gets to learn about things that I would love to learn about. I was looking at his class schedule and holy crap, I would love to take so many of those courses. He gets to live in New York City, for God's sakes, and experience all the things that that brings. And I saw him in front of my eyes growing up and becoming a man and be stepping even more fully into himself. And I just... I can't express the gratitude and the fulfillment and joy that I feel for having this experience. I just, I cannot even put it into words. 
So we went up to the hotel room. I had uh, a little bit more of a cry and... Then we looked up an ice cream place and it was a crazy bonkers one. I wish I could remember the name of it, but they had all these crazy cones and crazy flavors. And we walked about, I don't know, maybe a mile to get there and back. And we just kind of strolled through the city at night with our ice cream cones and we laughed and we talked about all the fun, exciting things that uh, Jack is going to get to do. And we talked about a lot of the moments of uh, when he was little and just really kind of reflected a lot. And um, man, what a great way to spend spend the evening. And then we came back to the hotel. I had another little sad moment and I wrote him a letter. So we had one more suitcase full of clothes that we just hadn't gotten over to his dorm room yet. And so I just kind of thought uh, it would be fun, surprise to write him this really nice letter and put it in his suitcase. And I cried the whole time I wrote it. I feel like uh, I have to say, I think it's one of the best letters that I've ever written. And um, it was a really cathartic moment for me to just get out my thoughts onto paper because there was no way I could say them to him in person when I was trying not to cry. It just wasn't going to happen. So um, I really allowed myself to feel all the feelings, the absolute beauty, the absolute grief, and all the things in between. I felt every single one of them on that day, the, the fear, anxiety, all of it. I mean, all of it. It was just like that one day was kind of encapsulated what it's like to be a human. And that's just so beautiful. And I, again, I just come back to the gratitude that I get to experience this, that I chose to put myself in an uncomfortable situation where there was a possibility of getting hurt. I've chosen it so many times in my life and it has been so, so worth it. And so I just really wanted to talk about this with you because I I deal with clients all the time who are really scared to do something because that it might hurt or it might result in a feeling that they don't want to feel. And so like I said earlier, this is my rallying cry. Please come join my team of people that are going out into the world, putting themselves in the mouth of the lion, putting themselves in the arena, putting themselves, putting their hearts out there and saying, here world, I am going to love you with full force, even if it means that sometimes I get a little bruise. And I just want you to come on this journey with me. So my challenge to you today is to find that area in your life where you are avoiding discomfort, you're avoiding pain where you are avoiding the potential of feeling yucky for a little while. And I want you to figure out how you can go into that room, how you can walk straight into that possibility of pain and come out the other side. And if you need help doing this, I would love to be your one-on-one coach. I coach you for three months. We'll go full blast into your big goals. We're going to help you move out of your own way so you can make things happen in your life. If you're interested in that, if you like this podcast, you're going to like coaching with me. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have tears and we're going to have laughter and we're going to have some some bad words here and there. It's going to be fantastic. Go to showupsociety.com forward slash coaching if you want to work with me. And I wish you all the best on going headstrong, heart strong, right into the thing that could possibly break your heart. I'm sending you my love. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for showing up for this episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. Here is my 
my secret challenge for you, O oh faithful one who sticks around all the way to the end. Go follow me on Instagram at Show Up Society and find the post that goes with this episode and leave me a heart emoji to let me know that you are going to go full force into this life, even if it means your heart might get broken. Okay, I'm sending you my love. You got this.